0: Hello everyone, today I'm going to talk about something very near and dear to my heart, which is steps of financial planning. The goal is really to make this simple for you. I probably have spent so much time just trying to figure out what to do and the information out there is so daunting. I want something that really cuts to the chase, so to speak. As you will hear later today in this episode, it can be really simple. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it can be simple. I really just wanna boil it down to a few steps that you can easily follow. There will be a lot of concepts that we'll cover that probably deserve their own episodes. I will most likely put out more episodes about some of the key topics such as budgeting, paying off debts, etc. But today I'm not gonna go into a great amount of details to overwhelm you. Anyway, stick around and look for those episodes when they become available. Let's get started. Welcome to Personal Finance Cat, where I share my personal take on personal finance. As they say, there's nothing new under the sun. The steps of financial planning are probably covered in so many podcasts or YouTube videos or blogs. To me, the steps are simple and can really be boiled down to six steps. Number one, know where you are. And I wanna say the most important part of this step is to pay off all your bad debts after you know where you stand financially. Number two, set your retirement age. Some planners probably don't think this is really a step, but I think it's very important. And nowadays, especially with the FIRE movement, financial independence, retire early movement, you don't have to wait until 65 to retire or even later. You can retire in your 40s 30s or even 20s if you really want to so I think this is very critical because it decides how you want to plan your finances from this point onward number three calculate your monthly savings goal so with your ideal retirement age you can plan out and figure out how much you need to save every month and number four make a budget and stick to it. So here, I left it as step four, only after those first three steps, some uh, influencers might say, you should start with making a budget, which I think is a little backwards, because if you don't know how much you need for retirement, how do you make a budget accordingly, right? And then number five is once you figure out much you need to save and make the budget then you can invest your savings into the index funds step six the last one but not the least important one which is periodically adjust and stay motivated starting with step one knowing where you are this is probably the second most difficult step second to being consistent and sticking to it or the most difficult step if this is what prevents you from getting started altogether. If you have ever watched the show The Biggest Loser, you'll know that a lot of these people are so morbidly obese, they don't even want to know how much they weigh. The process of achieving financial fitness is a lot like that of achieving physical fitness. If you don't know what kind of status you're in, you cannot measure progress. The key of this step is to know what your balance sheet looks like today. That is, your assets, and your liabilities. And then you can work towards paying off the bad debts. There is one big question, which is, should I pay off my debt first or should I start investing right away? Even though the compounding interest is a very appealing thing, in my mind, one should pay off all the bad debts first. What does bad debts mean exactly? So here I'm talking about credit card debt, retail debt, payday loans and the like. Those are the debts that are not secured by an asset and or have a super high interest rate. The rationale is that there's likely no other investments that you can make to earn better yield than what you have to pay to those lenders. Housing mortgage and even student loans in my mind if it's refinanced at a very low interest rate are not necessarily bad debts and therefore can potentially wait then it comes the fun part which is step two determine your targeted retirement age as i said earlier nowadays with the fire movement financial independence retire early you hear people retire in their 40s 30s or even 20s you don't have to wait until 65 or nowadays 67 to retire for sure On the flip side, you also hear a lot of people saying that they cannot afford to retire even past their late 60s. Bottom line, it takes planning to get retirement. And if you're disciplined, you can retire a lot sooner than traditionally believed. If you're interested, I'll link in the show notes an article about the FIRE movement so you can look into more details. Once you set your retirement age, you will know how many years or months you can work with to achieve your goal. This is where the process may get a bit reiterative. So what I mean by that is that sometimes your goal may not be achievable. It's sad to say, but you can't have a ton of debt and very minimal savings, and then you wanna retire tomorrow, right? So this might require you to adjust. To better explain this, I wanna start with the well-known 4% rule. According to CNBC, I'll link the article in the show notes below, Simply, the rule says retirees can withdraw 4% of the total value of their investment portfolio in the first year of retirement. The dollar amount increases with inflation, i.e. the cost of living, the following year, as it would be the year after, and so on. For example, using the 4% rule, an investor would be able to withdraw $40,000 from a $1 million portfolio in the first year of retirement. And then the next year, it will be adjusted up from $40,000 to slightly above $40,000. In other words, if you think you need $40,000 of annual expenses in retirement, you will need to have a $1 million portfolio. Now, a warning is that experts are divided on whether the 4% withdrawal rate is safe, especially nowadays. There are some estimates that came out recently, which indicate perhaps a 3.3% withdrawal rate is safer. So if you're conservative, use 3.3% instead. For now, let's continue to use the $1 million portfolio as an example. It doesn't mean you have to save every single dollar of the $1 million portfolio. While you accumulate your savings, whatever you already put away can be invested and will be earning you interest. This is the power of compound interest. What is compound interest, you ask? Let me cite this quote from the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. A man's wealth is not in the coins he carries in his purse. It is the income he builds, the golden stream that continually floweth into his purse and keeps it always bulging. Don't you love how old English works? Anyway, there are many calculators online that show you how much you need to save to achieve a certain number, say $1 million assuming a certain interest rate or rate of return. I'll link an example of a calculator in the show notes. I did play around a bit. According to the calculator on investinganswers.com, if I have $20,000 already in a bank and save $4,000 a month, I'll be able to become a millionaire with the 8% interest rate in about 12 years. So play around a bit with your numbers and find a combination of number of years and monthly saving amount that suit you. The next step is what I think is the hardest, which is make a budget and stick to it. And it's really the sticking to it part that's difficult. Making a budget is actually fairly easy, especially nowadays with all the apps and spreadsheet templates available online. I personally use mint.com, which is wonderful. I will likely make a whole episode about budgeting at some point but I'm not going to spend too much time on that today. Simply, you want to make sure you achieve your savings goals and allocate your budget accordingly to different spending categories. Then stick to it. Be disciplined and ask yourself, do I really need to buy this? Every time you make a purchase, especially big purchases. In my episode about budgeting, I'll share some tips and tricks on budgeting and how to stick to your budget. After you are able to save money, then you can invest. Let the magic of compound interest work for you. Investing seems like a daunting task for many people. Good news is it can be simple. Here, I highly recommend you read or listen to the book, The Simple Path to Wealth. I can also save you some time by telling you the punchline. Put your money into the total market index fund. That is it. The author of the book prefers the Vanguard Total Market Index Fund. He's not affiliated to Vanguard and neither am I. I find that all major competitors of Vanguard, such as Fidelity, offer something similar and your company's retirement investment offerings usually would include an index fund of some sort as well. The key benefit is that these funds have very low management fee and history shows that other types of actively managed funds rarely, if ever, outperform the total stock market over the long haul. All right, we're finally at the last step. It's really not a separate step as many other influencers might not even have it, but nevertheless, very important. So I want to talk about it. This whole process is simple, but by no means easy. How do we stay motivated? Again, with the analogy I used earlier, Achieving financial fitness is in a lot of sense very similar to achieving physical fitness. We can draw a lot of wisdom from the fitness gurus. I was just flipping through a gossip magazine at the grocery checkout earlier today, and I came across some articles about how celebrities, when they're trying to lose weight or stay fit, they almost always allow themselves some cheat days. I think honestly, that's a great strategy because we can't really expect ourselves, imperfect humans, I guess, unless you're Tom Brady, We'll be so disciplined that we never spend any extra dollars on a luxury item or a gadget or whatever else that makes you extremely happy that you're willing to postpone your retirement. The key thing is to keep going and be flexible. That's why I added this step, which is adjust your budget or number of years to retirement so that you don't feel so unmotivated that you give it up altogether. It's okay if you don't retire in your 30s or 40s or even 50s. But the good news is that you can retire eventually if you have a plan. There are so many people out there in this day and age that cannot retire, even in their 70s and 80s, and they have to literally work until they drop. Okay, thank you for sticking around this far. To summarize, the six simple, but not easy, steps of financial planning are number one, know where you are, number two, set your retirement age. Number three, calculate your monthly savings goal. Number four, make a budget and stick to it. Number five, invest your savings in index funds. Number six, periodically adjust and stay motivated. There are a lot of topics I covered today that deserve their own episodes. Leave a comment below if you are interested in hearing about something in particular. Thank you for listening for today's episode. See you next time. Thank you.